Welcome to Social Work Matters with Dr. Sylvia Smith, where we explore the realities and celebrate the successes of social work practice, management, and education. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Social Workers Matter. I'm your host, Dr. Sylvia Smith, and uh, we're back with another fantastic episode. Uh, This uh, week, I'm actually speaking not to a social worker, but someone who originally trained as as an accountant and then sparked an interest in uh, mind-body therapy and uh, partnered with her, with her husband, to set up a mind-body therapy uh, centre. Her name is Karen Burke, and we have a really, really interesting conversation about all things to do with wellness, but with a specific slant on finance. And um, I think you'll find what she has to say really interesting. Um, she offers some practical advice. She also offers her her insights on what we've been through over the last couple of years and what have been the consequence uh, or the consequences of um, of what we've been through. And of course, I'm speaking about COVID. Um, Karen and her husband have uh, are the business owners of um, the Mind Body Therapy Center in Forest Hill, uh, and and one of their missions is really to get therapy and 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 other wellness um, therapies out to people who are possibly hard to reach, who possibly um, would be unable to afford such um, therapies on the open market. So I think. I, I have included the links to her center, to their center, um, in the show notes. But do take a listen to what she has to say. Karen also also published a couple of books, which again are about um, helping helping you to stay well or at least get well, um, and and obviously be more mindful about uh, mind, body, and spirit. So do enjoy this. Um, she. She does go through a phenomenal amount of information in a relatively short space of time. But of course, the beauty of podcasts is that if you've missed anything, you can absolutely um, go back and listen again. So let's meet Karen Burke. Good afternoon, Karen. Hello. Hi, Sylvia. Thank you so much for for taking some time out to spend with us here Um, and, and having what seems to be such an important chat about what's going on financially yes thank you Um, for having me yeah it's it's absolute pleasure but let's start Karen a bit by I'll I'll leave it to you to introduce yourself and say a little Mm -hmm. bit about what you do Mm -hmm. and and who who Karen Burke is okay well Karen Burke (laughs) um I was trained as an accountant um, many, many years ago. Um, so I've done over 25 years in the corporate world. Um, since moved on to become a life coach, personal life coach. And um, over probably, well, 2006, actually. Um, and since then, um, always wanted to run businesses. Um, met my partner around that time and we started the Mind Body Therapy. Um, he had already had the name, but we wanted a literal centre 
So at first we started the virtual center, then we had the literal center. Um, this is a, the second place that we have now, which is we lease. And we have a dedicated space of six therapy treatment rooms and an infrared sauna as well. This is in um, Forest Hill, London. And um, we also, at the same time, we're doing quite a lot of community work. So people said, oh, in order to continue the work we were doing with Kira's, why not start a social enterprise where we could get funding um, to continue some of the work there. They were, we were giving them a bit of relief in the sense of physical therapies. So um, we started that as well, T4H. Um, and so both have been going for around 13 years. Um, and then also we probably in the lockdown, but before that I had written a book called um, Power Up for the Year. Mm-hmm. And also during the lockdown, um, we started to write another book, myself and Devon. Um, and it was called um, The Calming Book of Healing Hugs. And that was quite significant because obviously at that time uh, during um, lockdown, we couldn't get hugs, you know, from uh, people that were outside our family home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we were trying to tie that in with the centre because at the centre, we do believe over the years, people have come in and as soon as they come in, their shoulders might be like that. But as soon as they come yeah. in, they go, <sighs> and that's the healing hug we wanted to be able to provide for people at the centre as soon as they come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, you know, obviously going through um, the other side of COVID and continue with the businesses, um, a lot of people are saying, well, how do you manage? How do you cope? How do you keep going? Um, so we wrote the Building Life Muscles book, um, which just earlier this year, 21, uh, 20, sorry, 2022, um, came out. And we haven't even done, really done the full promotion on everything yet. But um, I think it was quite important because these are the questions people are asking. Um, how do you keep going? Um, what should I do in this situation? It's quite a practical book. So I wanted to make it as real as possible and the different phases of life as well. So it talks about, you know, when you're in your youth, you know, when you're, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, um, the different scenarios and the different kind of resilience that you might need. It talks about um, work. It talks about business. Um, and But in there, it's really um, hinging on the mind, body, soul mm. and spirit. Um, it it go, talks about the whole aspects of our body and how the mind affects the body, basically, as our you know, company, Mind Body Therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, evolving from that, a lot of people um, over the last year or so have been asking me to um, do some financial coaching. Um, and that's where I said, well, actually, I'm just putting the two together, which is an accountant and coach. And um, because of the things I do for ourselves personally, but also with the businesses, it was a natural progression to um do some of that work as well okay um, let's, yeah. let's pause there for a minute because mm-hmm. you're racing ahead there and, yes <laughs> um, I just wanna, you know have a bit of time to absorb some of what you said um in terms of the the the, the books you've written these are available are they on, on yes they are they're available on amazon actually yeah okay okay mm-hmm. so you know what, what we'll do is towards the end of our, our chat i'll get the details from you and, and, mm-hmm. and post those because I think they really sound interesting yeah um you trained as an accountant um, yeah. you've moved on obviously to to expand your your repertoire and I mean it's lovely that you you and your partner can do this together that's fantastic mm-hmm. um but you're not saying that you've closed the door to accountancy you're actually no not at all yeah okay I still do all the accounting for the businesses and for a few people as well so yeah yes if you're there (laughs) yes Uh, well I keep saying they they can't afford me but you know I keep doing the books (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but but before we go into into more detail as far as that's concerned what's your what's your sense of what's going on in the country and the world at the moment um We've just come, well, have we come out of COVID? Perhaps not. 
But give me some of give me some of your analysis of what's what's gone on over the last two three years um, for for many of us financially uh, and otherwise, because you're also interested in mental health too. Yes, yes, very much so. So um, it's been a big. Um, mental strain on everybody um, for the last few years um people in all different scenarios which i think the government has realized by them doing you know obviously helping a lot of businesses with the um, furlough scheme etc but there were you know elements of people that that did not get any help from the government and they you know they fell within the gap and things like that so um there's a lot of people that had to get second jobs so a lot of people that were fine you know <laughs> getting paid and working from you know living, not basically not doing any work and getting paid to mm-hmm. stay at home um there were other people that were scrambling like ourselves to keep the business alive um keep talking to our clients um others that are big corporations that you know people was working from home um nurses doctors etc you know it, it never stopped so the you know f- i think the different tranches of people that there are it affects everyone so differently mm-hmm. um even listening to lbc today there's you know they were talking about over 50s how they're not necessarily going back into the workforce on 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 mass um but then other people are saying well no there's part-time mums that that's all they can do so i think there's been a um, a realization that there are all of us experiencing something but at different levels yeah. and at different times of our lives yeah. and I think it's affected all of us at different times and at different levels in the sense of financially and mentally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a lot of scaremongering that has been taking place, especially when all that was on the news is um, the cost of living, but also the high energy prices. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the government's tried to do something now to put a cap on the prices, but um, all of our energy bills have gone up. All of our cost of living has gone up in the sense of buying petrol, um, buying food, you know, so this is affecting all of us in the UK. Um, I think it's been a time for people to um, take stock, um, see where they are in life, particularly during lockdown as well. A lot of people took stock and whether or not they want to continue in their jobs or whether or not they want to start new businesses, whether or not they wanted to, um, you know, just just stop working and, you know, look after their family. So a lot of big decisions were made during, during this time and a lot of big decisions are still being made because there's a knock-on effect. And I think um, a lot of people are, are taking stock of their whole life, their family, obviously their finances, their mental state as well, uh, you know, because even today I heard someone an LBC, uh, a guy was saying that he's had enough of the corporate and basically he started to own business and he can work when he wants to work. He's in a privileged mm-hmm. position. He decided during COVID to um, pay off his mortgage, draw down his pension early and um, only work when he wants to work. And he would never go back into the, the corporate strain, the yeah. men, you know, the mental strain that, that takes place where you're not your own boss or where if, if it's a kind of a toxic environment, which is where I was in around around 2006, seven in the sense of working for RBS. It was the banking industry and we all know what happened in 2008. So it's a, in the sense of the banking crash. So it, it was a toxic environment. So I know exactly what he meant in the sense of you felt like your spirit was dying literally each day because there were too many egos too many um, unnecessary um, managers in place, too many um, bearing down, top heavy, bearing down on you for no reason. Mm -hmm. You were doing your job great, but they still wanted more from you. So that was like a trial by fire for a lot of us at that um, right then, um, working for um, RBS Insurance at the time. Um, And a lot of us eventually did move on to places where um, the training that we got, it was very stringent. It was very um, process driven. I guess that, led us to still a lot of us to get good 
paying jobs still, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. doing much less for smaller yeah. companies. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, that's where a lot of people are at now, especially over 50, whereby they, they're, you know, reviewing everything and seeing what do I do now? Where do I go now? I mean, I think the other reality is that people are really tired. And, totally, um, yeah. you know, quite often in, in some of these environments, there are far fewer of you doing more and more and more and more work. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really pushed a lot of people to step off because it's like, this is going to kill me. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were during lockdown, we were doing quite a few staff um, workshops. Where we con- converted to doing workshops on Zoom. Yeah. And we are doing, you know, things like managing uncertainty, stress management, um, relaxation and breathing techniques. And we found that a lot of staff were actually working a lot harder and longer hours at home. And they were finding it very hard to um, switch off oh, at the end yeah. of the day. So we were just giving some of them some beginning and end of work techniques to breathe and use whether it's essential oils or having a shower or whatever it is to switch off and literally turn the computer off. You know, at eight o'clock, some people are still turning the computer on, checking their emails. Um, and this is, you know, for our balance of life, for our mental headspace, for the time that we have with our family, it's just it's just not good enough. It's, it's just not on. And for businesses to expect that from people, um, to be working beyond all the time. Fine if you've got a project or a deadline and things like that. Um, obviously, if you're in crisis, but to be doing that all the time is just not sustainable. Yeah, a recipe for absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, okay, so so that's your sort of sense making and your analysis of, of what we've kind of, well, in a very brief way, I guess, mm. kind of been through over the past couple of years and, and where, and, and to some extent, where we're at now. Yes. What I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Um, in terms of your clients, your customers, your punters, what what are the messages? What are the big messages you're getting from 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 that cohort of, of people? From people in general who walk into the centre, or people that we see out there on the community um, hubs, and as you said, people are tired. Um, some people are not very well at all. Um, others are struggling with if it's physical or mental health um, to get the help that they need. Um, others. Are doing okay, you know, but there's a um, extra pressure to keep that going. Mm-hmm. Um, others that they've had um, changing situations, even within our own teams, um, there are people of um, 50 plus that are their parents uh, passing and all also um, having long term illnesses that they have to go and care for them or and go to a different country and sort out their, um, you know, the, the property and things like that. So there's a lot of that going on at the minute. Um, is people that have had to sort out their parents' houses and you know their home care and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even is that the sort of family. stuff you talk about in your book? Um, it's it's not actually. I think it would talk about um, the stamina and the resilience that people need when they reach sixties, seventies, in order to oh, okay. possibly keep going, to yeah. keep their mental um, state going, to keep activities going, so that they're not falling into. There's a lot of isolation out there still. I think people are still recovering from being isolated from COVID and not fully um, come out. It's happening more now because there's a lot of community groups now coming together. But yeah. there's some people that are still saying, well, they haven't gone back to swimming. They haven't gone back to going down to the gardening centre once a week. They haven't gone back to um, that other group that they used to go to, you know, Why? twice because a week. they don't yeah. want to or they can't? Um, some do, some can't um, due to illness. Others um, can't due to um, if it's going to cost them a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, you know, particularly gyms as well. Some of them are not doing um, special rates for um, seniors. Yeah. Um, and others because they've lost the the momentum to want to go out, come out of their house to go and do that. It's a lot of that now as well, that it's hard to come out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, there are people that do just want to come in and lie on the couch and fall asleep because, um, you know, it's, 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 it's mental and physical strain of um, working hard, um, looking after their families, young families, older families, um, such a mix of people coming through, um, even young people as well that may not have any um, responsibilities per se, but um, they're feeling the anxiety of the world, as it were. They're feeling the anxiety well, you know, of what's you, coming I, I out on the speaking. news. Yeah, as you're speaking there, I'm thinking, you know, and there are a lot of us who are so lethargic now. And I think mm-hmm. that that probably is is probably a, um, a a legacy from the whole COVID thing, because I think people when when that whole thing was going on, it was absolutely devastating. Yes. It must leave something with people. It know, has, yeah. Point. yeah. You know, what's the meaning of life? What's mm-hmm. the point? And I, I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's an air of that. Yes, there is. Yeah, totally. That along with um, people just being um, getting angrier quicker and being shorter um, with people in the sense of um, their stress levels are high yes. and they, they, they have got hit them. Yes, it? it doesn't take much to trigger people at the moment. Um, even if they come to a, a lovely space like the centre, there's there, we notice a shift in certain people that came in and they were very short with the um, front of house staff um, mm-hmm. and there was no reason for it. Um, and yet, obviously, when you look back or if you did delve in or if the therapist you know, happened to be talking to them, they, there's reason behind it, but you can't tell that straight away and i think in in general even on the roads people drive in um the strain of driving these days of um, 20 miles per hour and you know the 30 miles an hour thing um the road rage i think it's everything's just increased people are just shorter you know short of of short temper yeah yeah Yeah. wow good 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 points really and i think Mm -hmm. um that will resonate with so many people Mm -hmm. i certainly recognize it i recognize it in myself too so um, i'm sure that that will resonate Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, thanks for sharing. And then let's move on then to um, some of your sort of ideas around mm-hmm. finance, mm-hmm. financial management. I know that you you work with businesses, but you presumably you also have something to say about personal finances. Mm-hmm. But tell us, give us a bit of, of, of your insights around mm-hmm. sort of business finance. What's your take on what's going on and um, any any thoughts or strategies or mm. just your thoughts, really just share that to begin with. And then we'll move on to the personal. Mm. Um, I think it's a time to, as I said before, probably take stock and review. Um, I can only speak probably from my experience and I'm not an independent financial advisor, um, I, but I've always been interested in looking after finances. <laughs> the way my dad, you know, mum and dad, you know, the grew up really well. So it was always save some, spend some. And give some. And you you listen. (laughs) Yes, we did. We did. Say some, spend some, and give some. So I'm going way back to like the post office accounts where, you know, you had the the book, you had to go to post office, the blue book, and you had to go to the post office and literally put your cash in and literally go to post office and and take your cash out. So, um, and piggy bank days, I'm going back to those days um, Mm -hmm. whereby I used to put some aside all the time. Um, So I think it's that same. Um, ethos that if if you know if there's a lot of people they've not been taught this in school they've not been might have not been taught with their parents you know their grandparents or guardians um but i would say um it's a time for taking stock look at everything that you have coming in look at everything that you have going out 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when I do sessions with people, they don't want to look at their bank statements. And a lot of time it is, you know, you do want to bury your head in the sand. And there's a time for that. You just close the covers, you, you cry, you, you know, you do your thing. Right. <laughs> right. Ball and whatever else, you know. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. Don't tell me. But there's also a time, especially now, I think it's time to definitely look at your bank statements. Um, I constantly look at my bank statements and um, for personal and business mm-hmm. and see all the direct debit, see what's going out. Is that absolutely necessary? Cross tick. Is is do I still use that? Look at that insurance. Even today I looked at um house insurance. It was gonna go up another hundred pounds um for the year. And I thought, well, let me go on to one of the comparison sites. So I did did that. And um I got it for you know probably 80 pounds cheaper than it was before oh, yeah. but this is probably 180 pounds cheaper than what the provider wanted to give me for the mm-hmm. next year so it's very important to when those paperwork do come in or you see it online it's renew your insurance always go on the comparison sites every year and make sure that you can get the best price in that way you know saving you know more than you know could save yourself 100 pounds a month yeah i mean i i i absolutely agree with you i, I and i think again possibly because of covid i've managed to slow down so i do now pay attention yes whereas previously it was oh, i was always too busy and yeah no doubt i was giving people hundreds of pounds yes so this time you know for the past couple of years since covid yes i've been looking when my car insurance comes up i will go on comparison yes. sites i never used to do that before okay yeah i used to just pay it yes um and that's not the way they rely on us to do that yeah and not not look at our stuff and th- yeah. that's how as my dad always says why you give it to the big companies they have enough already look after yourself you know yes, and yes, make sure yes. you look at the detail it is looking at the detail it's looking at okay even with the business um yes you might have to pay certain taxes and you know there's certain things that you just can't come out of that's just how mm-hmm. it is in the uk um mm-hmm. and in most companies most countries um but there could be a few things where you think well actually um that water bill how am I you know um, do I need that water machine um look at the um how your you know your clients pay you do you actually need um what you've got there as that machine or can it is there a simpler method look at when you come out of the contract and see okay is there a simpler easier method because sometimes there is sometimes you're tied in but other times um you can look to see when you're going to come up due to come out and I think start your research before and then see if there's a better method um you know even with systems with insurance there with electric and gas even with the water and in the um center they wanted to put it up threefold um, mm-hmm. last year and I was like well hold on what, what is this for why um, and they, obviously they well they had changed provider so it had gone up but I said well I didn't know that and I'm not you know signing up for that so I found a different provider and again saved myself you know 100 pound a month at least oh, wow. um, so it's very important you know every even every six months but definitely every year to mm-hmm. review all your yeah. outgoings yeah. in particular yeah. when it comes to incomings I mean your revenue um, is again to look and see how can I just raise it a little bit it's not necessarily raising the prices because we've decided um, to fix our prices for the time being I'm not sure how long that is going to last unfortunately <laughs> but we really have always try and look after our clients because we know everyone's feeling the pinch at the same time mm-hmm. um, but it's important to then look and see other ways um, to 
um, increase income? Is there another contract we can get, for example? Um, is there a, a corporate client that we can go and send therapists to, which we used to do a lot more, but that piece of work has really dropped. But it's again to maybe look at that and say, okay, let me say hello again to people and say, we're here, we can send therapists to you for your staff, you know, things like that. And on a personal level, um, for a lot of people, it's, it's a second job or a third job or a fourth job, you know, mm-hmm. some people. Um, and for others, it's, um, okay, what have I got in my home that I can sell? You know, there's things at home that you're not using at all, whether it's anything from your old mobile phones, if they're, if they're not too dated, um, to um, some of your clothing that can be sent, you know, again, sold online very easily. Um, there are little ways we can get an extra £10, £20. And you think, well, actually, that £30 could be a week shopping um, money for yeah. food, you know. So it's vital that we review our incomes and expenses across the board. Okay, well, okay, that makes absolute sense. Um, what are your thoughts about debt? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were talking earlier and you were talking about ways in which one can reduce spending. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Debt and redu- reducing spending. Because you, to be honest with you, when I think about, you know, everything is going up, Yes. Yet we're still being marketed to as though we've got an abundance of cash. I'm not, yes. I'm not entirely sure we're expected to get it. Yes. Um, but I do think I have a sense that people are getting very a, a lot wiser about spending. Yes. Uh, I think I think they are. I think across the board they are. I mean, uh, in the announcement today in the mini budget, they were saying, oh, you know, the effect of um, increasing 700,000 700, around that figure um, 700,000 people's uh, salary is going to affect the nation um, and a lot of people were poo-pooing that to say well actually the people that you know do earn over 150,000 they, they don't they don't necessarily need the money and a lot of them coming on to LBC were saying well actually we don't need the money it needs to go to people that need it the most mm-hmm. and so whether or not that would make them spend more um, they said well it doesn't necessarily because they're already being quite stringent themselves they're already sure. being quite frugal so no matter what level you're on whether you earn 5,000 or you know um, 300,000 you know um, a lot of people are being more frugal with their money it's just that mm-hmm. obviously some have more op- options because they have more money mm-hmm. so it's about your options looking at it not looking at the next person but looking at your own situation and saying what are my options to do with this amount of money um so yes it can be used in a spreadsheet but you can just use a piece of paper this is my income for the month these are my expenditures what do I absolutely need to spend on which is obviously rent you know and for businesses rates and you know insurance mm-hmm. um you know um your electric you know your gas water um council tax you know for personal um after that, what is it I absolutely need to spend on? I know a lot of people are doing this already, but then you look at the food bill and think, well, you know, I made a conscious decision not to shop in certain food shops some time ago. And I only went in there the other day to get a actually non-alcoholic cordial drink because I know that they have it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I said to myself, I'm, I need to, I'm going to shop in, which I always did anyway, looking at value for money yeah. in the shops that have more value for money, particularly food shops. Mm-hmm. And we all know who, what they are in the UK. Um, so it's very important to continue to l- look at those shops and shop there yes. so that you know your weekly food shop spend will be much less. Um, there are ways to consciously do it rather than, again, using the car to tap. When we use a car to tap all the time, it's a way that we unconsciously spend in money, whether it be on that 
someone said the other day about a chai latte it's three pound 40 i said that's still three pound 40 that's you could buy how many um baby formula for that um you know pouches that already made mm-hmm. and they i can't remember they said probably five or something whatever it was and i'm like look you know feed your baby rather than having a chai latte and your money will stretch further so it's about the conscious decisions that we make we have a choice with what we do with the rest of it and a lot of people might be sh- shouting i know i don't have a choice obviously you've got to go on food and that's it and you've got to feed your children and that's it we're like that's good i mean you might not have anything left on after that but for those that do have a little bit left again what do you do with that there are ways um and there's you know places like money helper um which are government-led or um things online that you can look up and see well put your budget in put your bank statement in and okay this is my income this is my expense and then it'll throw out a budget for you or it'll throw out this is you know actually that's why i'm in debt because i'm spending more than i've got got coming in and so there are I'm, a lot of must, things online that can help you these yeah, days to the put it that. put it on there yeah. um and it will throw out what your spend is and you might be surprised you might see oh i've got extra 100 pounds or no i'm overspending every month by 200 pounds no wonder i'm in debt you know i have people i'm um, talking to to say well oh I'm in debt, so I'm going to use this money lender. And it's 500,000, 500, was it 500% at least interest. I'm like, why did you do that? Oh, because they were, throwing, as you said, throwing money at me. And I said, well, that's not the best way to do it. If you want to do it, go back, go to your bank and try and you either either get a loan or you um, increase your overdraft. Um, you, you know, overdrafts these days are very expensive as well. So debt, as far as personal is, is concerned, fine. If you're going to buy a car, that you're going to do it on a monthly basis so that, you know, you've got it more controlled in the sense of your spend. But as far as personally is concerned, um, not to have a debt. You know, so you start with your highest interest rate and you start paying off a little extra £10 on that one. And then you go to the next one card, your next card or the next debt and try and pay it down. Fine mortgage debt. OK, that's how it is in this country. As far as debt is concerned for business, a different thing, because this country is is driven by debt, really. And they expect you to go into debt, especially for your mortgage, but also for your business. For business, if you if you borrow money, that's fine. But again, just check the interest rate. That's a reasonable rate that you can, um, you know, give it back on a regular basis um, and that you can afford that on a regular monthly basis. And it's okay because at the end of the day, you're in, if you're investing in your business, you expect it to grow, you're invested in people, your staff, then that's a risk that you need to look at. And it may be worth taking because in the end, you're increasing your revenue or you're um, buying an asset that's going to actually bring you money on a on a regular basis on a monthly basis mm-hmm. so in that way that is good debt to have okay. but it's still then to just pay down that debt at some stage but it's good debt if you if for example again you're going into property that you know that that property is going to give you a certain amount of income per month that's going to boost your income if people are in that position then again there's good debt and, and bad debt per se in this country wow okay so thanks for that yeah. um so you've given us really a sense of both sides of the coin Um, talked about personal debt you've talked about personal finances to some extent and um for people who have businesses and so on you've given us a bit of an overview of that um in terms of your your um your own sort of company um how do you help people navigate some of these challenges Uh, i know you're, you're, you're dealing with the mind as well as you know the practical side yeah um what's your mission what's your message um i think each one teach one i think would be a good one um 
I think if we can help to hold up somebody throughout whatever transition they're going through in their life, even if it, if they come for us, we get certain clients that might come for us for six weeks or six months or a year, you know, and there's others that are, you know, just regular with us and they, and then you never see them again, but you know, during that time, they're going for a really difficult spot and it might help to hold them up um, mm. by them coming in for a physical treatment. Um, these are massages, reflexology, acupuncture, etc. That might be dealing with physical treatments, but also um, symptoms, but also for some that are coming in for counseling or mind body therapy treatment, we call it, um, or mind body tuning is another one that um, Devon has created, um, whereby it's more of a passive movement that we really need people to feel themselves and feel that they're in their body and be in the now mm. um, and helping them to breathe now. So if we know that we can help them through that transition in their life or that, that period in their life, then we hope that they can then go on to help somebody else and to teach somebody else and to uplift somebody else and to show somebody else how to be resilient as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. 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 Well, Karen, thank you so much. I'm sure we, we will um, have other chats in the future, but um, there's a lot to absorb there that you shared mm. with us today. Um, are you, I mean, you're based in Forest Hill? Forest Hill, London, SE23, yeah. SC23. That's the literal physical centre, but we do Zooms as well as um, workshops and things ask. like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted to ask. Okay. Yes. And um, what 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 I'll do, obviously, is put the links to your uh, organisation in the show notes, mm-hmm. and um, that will be really, really helpful. Uh, I'll, I'll pin you an email um, yeah. Finish, just to get all the links so I can put okay. everything in accurately. Yeah. Um, as, as we move to wrap up, mm-hmm. um, are there any messages or any any words of wisdom or advice or whatever that you'd like to share as, as we close? I would say um, what we've got in the book, Building Life Muscles, I think even for myself, I should remind myself just sometimes just to stop, mm-hmm. breathe. <sighs> and reset mm-hmm. so it's a reset in here mentally sometimes it's a reset in physically to take yourself out of that situation physically and go into nature and go for your walk or go swim or do a physical activity or ring a friend you know to laugh to do you know read a book or put on some music is to take yourself physically out of that state mm-hmm. of mind whereby we might be going into worry or anxiety or spiraling into um, what we're going to do or how I'm going to manage and you know or constantly stay in a state of I haven't got enough I'm, I'm not enough I'm, you know all, of, all of the things that can come with that again it's just to look and see you know going deeper into that you've seen you know obviously what that, what triggers that but also at this point right now just stop breathe and reset and start again Thank you. That's brilliant. And mm. I think, um, especially in the times that we're in at the moment, which are so anxiety provoking, that is absolutely mm. excellent advice. Yes. yes. Well, Karen, Bert, yes. it was really speaking with you. You take the chair and Thank um, you. we will meet up again. Yes, I'm sure. Thank you so much, Sylvia. Thank you.